0: Pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches.
1: With your MX card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and presales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears.
2: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel
1: like you're winning. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you, okay? First off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? FanDuel. Always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting. No BS. And they got a ton of ways to play. Man spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Promo code SNAPS and make every moment more this football season. What up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. What's good? What's going on? Everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, whether you're listening here live in the Volume Sports YouTube channel, which uh, thank you, subscribe, like the post, or maybe you're listening in the future on a podcast. Well, uh, I hope it's great. I hope the future is great. I hope we've avoided any major geopolitical issues since uh, this pod has dropped and that uh, we are hurtling towards another fine Saturday, of which we will begin to break down today on Tuesday. This is Snaps. We're on the Volume Sports uh, Podcast Network. Shout out to Papa Colin Coward. Shout out to FanDuel, who brings you Snaps. Uh, promo code SNAPS if you are signing up for a FanDuel account. Remember, uh, whether you're new or old, every single Thursday with FanDuel, $10 same game parlay for free. Right? If you lose, you get your money back. I took advantage of it every week. I haven't won a parlay because I am awful at gambling. I'm going through a bit of a crisis of confidence right now. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I feel good about snaps, and so if you want to keep helping us grow the show, please tell your friends about it. Thank you so much. Aaron Murray, QB1, SEC record holder, Georgia's finest. Well, Tampa by – you know, Georgia by Tampa. Aaron, what's up, dude? Brum, are you hearing him, and I'm just not hearing him? Am I crazy? Am I – uh No, okay. Aaron was yeah, gone. Can you – Okay, 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 Numbers. okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so we got a uh, wild start here, too, Bob. We are talking about, okay, so on today's show, we're going to discuss Brian Kelly versus Billy Napier. How much pressure is on this game? Right here, going in the chat says, it's year one for both coaches. No such thing as a must win. Well, uh, we will see about that. Uh, then we'll get into who is better, toggle a Los Angeles The battle for LA beyond being a mediocre movie. I believe there's a battle for Los Angeles since media room, not even be a remake of it. Uh, but we'll talk about USC, UCLA, who is the better team? US UCLA already passing their Utah test. USC, Looking to do the same this weekend. And then to close out the show, we will hand out some mid-season grades. Okay, And we're doing this for all the new coaches. So you got Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, and Brent Venables, who is doing the best job. Uh, We're also celebrating the life and times of Vince Guaraldi, who it is Guaraldi season. Let's be painfully clear about that. Uh, When you were talking about, uh, it being now Halloween, into Thanksgiving, into Christmas, it is time for you to be playing the Peanuts Trio. All right, uh, look, I'm just going to start rolling, bro. And whenever Aaron gets in here, we will dive in. And look, as always, if you want to get involved, uh, just hop in the chat right there, and uh, we could talk. And you sign up, Fandle, Fandle, promo code, SNAPS. What's up, Dylan? What's happening, y'all? All right, uh, how much pressure... Yo yo yo! Kelly. Oh, Aaron, what's up, dude? Welcome back. You got QB one, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? Uh, how you feeling? Dude,
2: there? I was going. I was going on a nice little tangent there. and Then you know, know. T- technical difficulties on the road. Uh, I got a Wednesday night game tomorrow night, so uh, I am in Huntington, West Virginia right now. So working outside the office. So I do apologize for the quick oopsie on my end. But I was about to get in a huge rant and bitching and moaning about the NFL. So. I don't know if it's too late or not <laughs> to get into it. If, no, no. If, no. I, if uh, I missed Oh, I'm so moment.
1: sorry we missed your great rant if about I not did, college football.
2: Yeah, but it was a way to like make college football yes. seem better because yes. the NFL has turned into Sherman Soft over there, with especially with quarterbacks. Like, what are we doing here? What like, you? You, you can't even touch a quarterback now. So I'll, I'll tie the it back in Brumley. At least in college football, you can somewhat hit a quarterback. There you go.
1: Yeah, I mean what what soon enough these quarterbacks are gonna be having to sign consent. I mean, am I right? Geez, what? No, you can't just touch geez. them without them wanting you to? Unbelievable, dude. It's uh <laughs> yeah, look, I will say this. If we wanted was wow, the poll question in the chat was Aaron Trent going to be interesting. I bet you it was because that's a quarterback. That's a quarterback perspective on these rough and the passer calls. Now, I will say this to tie back into college. Do y'all agree with this? I think college has actually done a fantastic job with targeting this year. I feel like they have finally found the rule. After years of data gathering, uh, they put Mm. in the review process, they slightly changed it to go. I think now, like, it's just crown, like, face mask is more allowed now. Uh, I feel like they've gotten it way more right this year and even when they've called it wrong they've gone and reviewed it and got it right so my same hope is that eventually the nfl can land somewhere there with roughing the passer because what happened to chris jones last night is criminal like i do agree with that yeah
2: Yeah. well we saw it over the weekend too with tom brady versus the falcons for goodness sakes but no it's it's getting better Uh, i just think that there's 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 been still moments this year when you watch college football where you can you can you know the intent of a player like you can tell like when someone's trying to be dirty you know, go back to what two weeks ago with Dylan Gabriel and, and the hit that he took like that was dirty like that that deserved to be you're kicked out of the game and honestly maybe even suspended for the following game like that was an intent to hurt an individual. There are plenty of plays defensively when I watch the game where it's like okay the intent was not there to hurt it's bang yeah. bang he was going for a certain area of the body the the receiver dipped it ended up being helmet helmet and then shoot man T-Bot half the time I turn on some of these penalties. And the, the the offensive player is is the one initiating the contact with the helmet, but the offensive guy never gets called. So yeah, it, it's safe for a running back to dip his head into initiate contact, but it's, yeah. it's 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 you get suspended for a game if you're a defended player. So I just think that there's it, has it gotten better? Yes, is the reviews better? Yes, but I still think we're a far way away from from being <laughs> consistent in that.
1: Uh, Brum, is there anything else you want me to rant on? I could yell about NIL deals and how they're ruining the game. Maybe in That's light of the terrible. Eli Rick's news, a lack of loyalty, like any more old man rants you want us to go on here, Brum, as we avoid doing the actual show. You can show complain we about conference realignment. Yes. Oh, thank no, you. no, 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 that no. That's, <laughs> that's, <good. laughs> yes. that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. No, fine. not if you're being old man cloud. Do you hate all of this? You hate targeting. You hate conference oh, realignment, and you hate that's these that's damn crazy. kids being paid all this money. You know what else you hate? You hate recruiting rankings. Keep your yeah. stars, okay? I want hearts. I don't give a damn. How many hearts does a kid have? That's all I care about, okay? That's what's going to win you games. Uh, speaking of trying to win the games cody Brunet saying eli Ricks can stay riding the bench at bama um mm. there's a question and, and maybe we'll get to rick's probably not but maybe so at the end of the show uh oh shout out josh rumsey for the ten dollar super chat hell yeah man thank you josh it's very kind of you uh okay so mean? uh that that is ten dollars that i will go to the volume sports youtube channel now but oh, nice. ten dollars technically coming through steps right okay so like looking good for the boys here colin I mean, that knocks it, you know, FanDuel, shout out, just making y'all money. Sure, you need that uh, (laughs) 10 10, cents. You're taking more money from that than me, the guy that works for you every weekend. Uh, Let's talk Brian Kelly versus Florida. LSU, I'm taking on the Gators in the Swamp this weekend. And it is terribly fascinating to me, Aaron, because as we'll get to during report card season, I see two teams that in a lot of ways are similar year one of new coaches rebuilding pretty significantly however mm-hmm. I do see one season that feels way better than the other does and 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 that is Florida over LSU and it's odd because I feel like Billy Napier enters this game basically with house money it's a bit of land it's 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 not the biggest deal win or lose here. No, 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 a lot to be gained. I should I should preface that. Like a lot to be gained for Florida if they win the game. I guess I'm talking about nightmare scenarios. If Florida were to lose, uh sure those fans are going to be upset because they're sick of losing to LSU, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be any great referendum on Billy Napier. I don't know if I can say the same about Brian Kelly right now. It's 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 I, I guess I would say this. If you're asking me how much pressure is on Brian Kelly versus <laughs> in this Florida game, I think there's as much pressure as you can apply knowing that a job and everything else is completely safe right like i'm not yep. saying pressure like anybody's going to get fired or anything like that but i'm talking about pressure in if you want the fan base to believe in you and you don't want to have to deal with just a a swirling maelstrom of negativity and and bad headlines and people jumping the ship and having to earn them back this weekend yep. goes a very long way. So no, I think all the pressure is on LSU this weekend.
2: I think the pressure is on both teams.
1: I, I, I wouldn't put
2: it one more than the other right now. I think the pressure is, is not in the sense of like, okay, it's a must win because it is still year one. And I think, I think both these teams have performed well this year. I mean, both are four and two, Both have had some really good wins. I mean, go back a couple weeks ago, LSU beat Mississippi State. That's a hell of a win. I think Mississippi State's the third or fourth best team in the SEC. To get that win was a signature win year one for Brian Kelly. Obviously, Florida is, is, you know, the game versus Tennessee was a loss, but you saw some progression. A nice win last week versus Missouri. I think both programs are heading in the right direction where a loss doesn't necessarily set that back. I think the pressure is, is more of like just keeping up with the Joneses you know, in the sense of recruiting, especially recruiting, like there, there is, you're in the league right now. And we talked about it yesterday of like, okay, why would a coach want to come take the job at Auburn over Nebraska? Because you, you have to face all these, these, these coaches and these personalities and and it's recruiting, man. And that, that's the name of the game nowadays. And it's always been, it's, it's not about as much of the X's and O's. It's more about the Jimmies and the Joe's like we have to talk about. And if you're LSU or Florida, and you're having to recruit against the Alabamas and the Georgias and the you know the Texases and the Oklahomas and the Texas A and M's and the in and, and and the teams in Mississippi. You got to have good records. Let's just be honest. Like four and five star kids don't want to go to losing football teams. They want to go to games. And they want to go to teams that have you know prominence in, in their conference in the SEC and then and obviously in the national landscape as well. So when you're in primetime television. And when you have an opportunity to beat a big time team, a team with a big brand like Florida or LSU and kind of send a message to those recruits and to the to, to the I would say the entire conference, you gotta take advantage of that early on in your career, both for these coaches. So no, I I don't think I don't think to me, and I mean you're maybe you have a better opinion on this because you're in Baton Rouge and I'm, well, I'm an outsider. That- to both these schools, I don't think like either fan base is going to you know be be burning the the town down if you lose a closely contested game this weekend? So
1: I can give you, I can give you the local feeling on the match, right? I don't think it's the logical one. And and like a detective, that's probably too close to the case and shouldn't be working it. um, I'm obviously going to approach this from a very egocentric sort of LSU standpoint, but you got to understand Aaron when this LSU job was up for grabs Billy Napier was one of the name I mean was the name that was constantly discussed cuz Brian Kelly never really yep. entered the mix cuz it was thought to be unrealistic right and 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 the the lines in the sand that were drawn over Billy Napier, right? With some old school, more uh, prideful LSU fans being like, he came from UL, you can't get UL's head coach or LSU, blah, 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 right? He's unproved, you know, all, all these sorts of things. First, the other ones who are like, no, he's had incredible success at UL. He's turned down multiple jobs. He's been waiting for this job. Like, he is the fast riser that you want to catch on the way up. Now, you went and hired Brian Kelly, so you made an unimpeachable hire from a resume standpoint but you still did maybe potentially miss on the next big thing. And like, those are the narratives that are in play come Saturday in the swamp is it, it it is a referendum on the choice that Scott Woodward made to hire Brian Kelly and never even interview Billy Napier. Because if you look like we said, both schools are rebuilding maybe Florida slightly more significantly than LSU, but I don't know. I mean, LSU was down Mm -hmm. to 39 players Uh, in that Texas Bowl, and has had to build up from that. The problem with LSU right now is even in the context of that rebuild, it feels like they are not getting the most out of their players. I mean, the vast majority of the talent lies in the wide receiver room, and that's a wide receiver room that has not really done anything yet this season. And it feels like if Billy Napier were to win this game with Equivalent to maybe less than talent, whatever. Like even, but even equals that. If Billy Napier wins this game, it feels like he is getting more and maximizing what he has, while you are maybe underachieving a bit on what you have. It would also be the first time, and you beat Florida three times in a row now, so people have gotten very yeah. used to that. Uh, it would, it would, it would, it would be, it would be really bad. It, it would, it would set up for multiple weeks of very bad headlines with Ole Miss looming very large. The following we'll week. miss then
2: Alabama too. I think that, that that's a little bit of a concern too. Like if you yeah. can't you you just got embarrassed. I mean, the problem is you just got embarrassed by Tennessee. So there's a lot of fans right now that in front of a lot of recruits,
1: you know, Aaron. To your point, in you got embarrassed of of recruits, Tennessee and a lot of recruits, dude.
2: Yeah, you're you're at home, uh, big time opportunity to knock down a, a top ten team. And it wasn't close. I mean, it was it was it was a, a shellacking. And and it's honestly been two weeks now. I mean, you go back even two weeks ago versus Auburn. And that game, you know, you come back. It was great to see the fight. You're great to see Auburn or, or LSU win that game in the second half. But that game should never been close. Auburn is a bad bad football yeah. team. So yeah. now all of a sudden you you had a bad week versus Auburn. Uh, you found a way to win. Congratulations. You get your 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 ass destroyed versus Tennessee at home, forty to thirteen. You go on the road to Florida. You lose that game. So that's now three bad games in a row. Most likely going to lose Ole Miss. Most likely going to lose to Alabama. So you have a a four game losing streak and really five games that you haven't played that well, and then you have to turn around and play at Arkansas, which is not a a, a walk in there and just win football game. And we've talked about Arkansas. Their, their their weakness is their secondary. And LSU right now still is finding ways to get those receivers involved in the game. So I just think there's a, a – I think you made a good point, T-Bob. Like There's a frustration of we, we looked at this season and we saw the talent on both sides of the football. We saw the, the talent at the receiving spot, and we said we yeah. got a better coach. We're going to find a way to get those guys the ball. We're going to find a way to play an exciting brand of football. And we're not seeing that on offense. We're not seeing these receivers get involved. Kayshawn has been extremely disappointing. Uh, Malik Neighbors has been good when he gets going. But, like, how do you get that position right? And you look at this game right now, and, and it's a tale of – I talked about it yesterday. It's, it's a tale of haves and half nots Like, do you have a quarterback or do you not have a quarterback? And you could easily say when you look at that Anthony Richardson – where he's had his moments this year of not playing great, he's getting better. And and he's making plays in the pass game. He's making plays in the run game. What he did versus Tennessee was great. I thought he looked pretty darn good last week with Missouri. So you see a progression on that football team. Yeah. You look at LSU, and it seems to be going in the opposite direction. They seem to be regressing yeah. on offense, especially in the passing game and not getting those receivers involved. So I just think that there's a sense of why aren't we getting better we have better coaching we have talent but we're kind of in in quicksand or quicksand right now
1: no i mean that that's exactly what it is uh i have never felt more down on the lsu offensive and offensive philosophy uh than i do right now it's because of two bad games in a row like tennessee was supposed yeah. to be bad you completely failed uh, to or excuse me, they're supposed to be bad defensively, right? You completely failed to take advantage of that same bad defense. Josh Rumsey in the chat says, Uh, so he said, Uh, what what do you say about? Oh, it's about LSU's defense. Um, oh man, I, 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 I oh, okay, he says, uh, Josh Rumsey says, because Florida's defense is better. Than LSU, uh, I don't know that I believe that. Like I want to say, Florida's ranked 12th in both points per yeah. game given up and total defense. So this is not a Florida defense that's been particularly good. But again, for the second week in a row, like if it's bad LSU offense versus a bad defense, I'm siding with the defense right now, especially. When the health of Will Campbell's in a pretty unknown and um kind of worrying spot. And I mean worrying like for him personally, right? Beyond just football. He had to spend all weekend in the hospital. He's still getting tests and everything. And and, and they're bullish on his return. But I you know, I don't know if he's going to play. Garrett Dellinger will not play this week, and he's been your best O lineman. So yeah, like I think sure, Florida's defense isn't that good, but LSU's offense no. can't take advantage. And then you no. flip, and Florida has an elite running game. And if you want to oversell to stop it, Anthony Richard is getting better and better at making you pay through the air. Combine that with this game being in the swamp. And not only, I think, locally is all the pressure and expectation on Kelly to win, but I don't think that LSU does win.
2: I think the biggest pressure is just the, 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 the It's not the players or the direction of the program. I just think it's going to be more, which is, it's, it's, we as college football fans, we love to talk. We love to compare. That's just part of the game. It's part of the world we live in, especially in this, in this conference. I think the biggest comparison is, is, is more of we had, we had this coach in our backyard. We didn't interview him. Like you said, he goes to Florida. And then year one, it looks like Florida's the better football team when they really shouldn't be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly that's, it. You summed it up perfectly. That is exactly that's, what's that's in the problem. Air.
2: That's it. Yeah. That, you, that, and you know it better than I. I, mean, I and, and answer this real quick before we move on. Yeah. Why, why didn't they interview him? Was it because that LSU viewed themselves as big brother? We're not gonna go take something from Little Brother. We're too good for that. Like, why was Napier not even considered knowing that that you've seen him, the fan base knows who he is. He knows that that state. He can recruit in that state. Like, Why was he never given a a fair shake?
1: I think that, well, look, the only person who can really know this is Scott Woodward, right, the AD. Uh, But I think that if you look at Woodward's track record of hiring, he wants to err on the side of, I'm going to hire the guy with the unimpeachable resume. And, And my interpretation of that has always been, well, you know, not only is it obviously like, you know, common sense. Okay. Let me try to go get the guy who has the best resume, but it basically makes you unimpeachable from a blame standpoint. Like right now at Texas A&M, it is going gone awry with Jimbo Fisher. Uh, yeah. at least currently it feels very awry, right? That's a Scott Woodward deal. But if you look at the context with which Jimbo Fisher was hired, that was viewed like a home run. And he can sit there and say, mm-hmm. look, I don't know, ma'am, he was producing first-round quarterbacks. He had a national championship. Like it's not my fault that it it wasn't like I took a chance on some unknown quantity and paid him millions and it didn't work out. So I think it's a bit of a risk aversion thing, in that he has always had his sights set on a better resume than what Billy Napier had at the time. So
2: we will. I still uh, I still think it's a better hire. I mean, I, I uh, w- listen. We're looking at this right now from a. a a six game sample size and going to be yeah. a seven game sample size like that is small stuff right there when you look at where these programs have the chance to be in the next year or two and and beyond because i don't think these coaches are going anywhere uh, anytime soon i still believe in my heart of hearts knowing the recruiting town in lsu and in, in louisiana excuse me and knowing that lsu kind of has as a has a hold on louisiana compared to florida we've talked about on the show before like you know everyone goes to florida you got Miami, you got Florida State, you got the, the Georgia's Alabama's like everyone has infiltrated that state, and no one has really done a good job of finding a way to get into to Louisiana. Uh it really is LSU state. So I feel long-term wise that Brian Kelly is that guy that 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 in next year and the year after that, once he finds a quarterback that can fit his system a little bit better, that that LSU is going to skyrocket up the rankings. So I guess my message from being on the outside looking in to you crazy LSU fans is just relax. Like, the world is not going to end, even if you lose to this weekend to, to Billy Napier. It's not, hey, we should have hired Billy Napier. He should have been our coach. He was right in our backyard. What the hell were we thinking? No. You got the better coach. You got the better guy. Just be patient.
1: He's going to get this thing right. Don't worry about it. Shut the hell up, Aaron Murray. Don't you tell me to relax, dude. You gotta beat Billy Napier. Bottom freaking line. Okay, dude. Um, nah, he kind of really does. I I look, I too am a cult of Kelly believer long term. Absolutely. Yes. But I also don't want life to be miserable in the short term. Like I said, nobody's getting fired. But I do not want to have to do two weeks of shows, three weeks, a month of shows about how horrible it all is at LSU right now. Uh, okay, so we'll see. I got to watch. I got to watch a bit more Florida film today on Tuesday. I do not think LSU wins this game, but I got to watch a bit more Florida film, and we will see. Yep. Uh, let's move on to our next topic, one that is very near and dear to our hearts, and that's uh, we're going to fly all the way out west the land where the uh, ocean meets the sand. Talking about sunny Los Angeles as there's not just one, but two good Angelino football teams. That's right. USC and UCLA both kicking ass right now and on a collision course. Now, there's still some things to go. USC, Utah this weekend, right? UCLA passed their Utah test. Now it's USC's turn. That said, Aaron, when you look at these two teams as they stand today, who is the top dog in Los Angeles? Oh
2: man, this is tough. I love both teams. We've been we've been fight on all year, but I'm going UCLA. I mean, go Bruins, man. They they look and like and and it's funny because we keep saying that USC's defense is not good. We keep saying that, that 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 they're they're an issue, but I mean it's it's a great defense right now. I mean, you look at the USC statistically on defense. You know, the, the number one in, in turnovers, uh, they're doing a great job in the air. Like, they're, I think, one of the top when it comes to points given up per game as well. So, like, we keep saying, oh, USC is good because of the, you know, they got a quarterback and they got the offense. No, the defense has been one of the better defenses in that conference this year. And I think they play very good, complimentary football. But when you turn the tape and kind of see both teams and their identities on both sides, I love what I see from UCLA. Like, DTR right now is an absolute savage. 20 touchdowns. He's doing it on in the air. He's True. doing it on the ground. Uh, Zach Cabernet, our Cabernet, our Mr. Char- Wine Man has Char- been phenomenal Charbonnet. as well. Did I butcher Charbonnet?
1: Did I butcher Charbonnet. it again? I will get <laughs> it right I eventually. Zach Cabernet, dude. I will Zach Cabernet. It. I mean, <laughs> I'm that should be. Fight, I'm never going to you again. And in fact, <laughs> on this show, on snaps, I will only refer to him as Zach Cabernet. I'm never calling yeah, him only Charbonnet. Zach again. Cabernet. Yeah, Zach Cabernet, Chardonnay, Cabernet.
2: You, I, you know, I'm on the road. I need some <laughs> wine tonight. Um, and then the defense, too. I mean, I talk about USC's defense being tough. UCLA, I think the biggest thing to me, the difference, and, and maybe because I cover so much SEC football, this is why I gravitate to UCLA, is the fact that when you watch them, there's a a a, a more of a sense of physicality. Like on both yeah, lines of scrimmage. Kinda, like offensively, they well. get after your ass. Like they, they are dominant up front. When you look at them defensively, they're more dominant up front. So if I look at a team that, that, that could not only win the conference but maybe even match up better, they give me more confidence that they can match up better against a Big Ten team, against a big or an SEC team, just because they're a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage. So that's why I'm giving them a little bit more of the edge as kind of the kings of L.A. right
1: now. See, so the only thing, the only reason why I'm not sure about the thing in the trenches and I need to watch more UCLA offensive film as well, is I definitely like UCLA's front seven better than USC's yeah. front seven. Like USC is small on the front seven and their yes. Mike linebacker is six, 200 pounds. It's just weird. I, I, he looks like Slenderman out there in the middle of the field. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh UCLA's front seven are they're they're big, first off, and maybe of not the most athletic and see, but they're solid. They're, they're definitely better. But I do love USC's offensive line. And and I know UCLA's yeah. is nothing to 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 sneeze at either, but USC's, as we've no. talked about on the show, it's all upperclassmen to buy a redshirt senior center. Um, I think the youngest player they have that rotates in is one of the tackles is a redshirt sophomore, and even he rotates with a redshirt junior. they got great size on that side of the ball. So I like USC in the trenches offensively. And when you look at who's the better team, it's actually pretty fascinating statistically right now and really satisfying. These two teams, there, and by the way, all these stats are for FBS-only games, okay, filtering out cupcakes. Uh, These two teams, first and second, in the PAC 12 in scoring UCLA 40.8 mm. USC 40.2 uh, USC first in the PAC 12 in points given up at 18.7, but UCLA right there at fifth at 25.8, not a huge functional difference there. Honestly, uh, both of them allow right at 350 yards per game, uh, which interestingly enough is good for first and second in the PAC 12 And you mentioned USC's defense. I was talking about how it's not good to me. While I I think they maybe do have some problems up front, I think the secondary is damn good, like like UCLA advantage in the front seven, USC advantage in the the backfield. Uh, The only question you have with USC is, while the defense has been really good, is it sustainable? And it's because they continue Mm -hmm. to force turnovers at an insane rate. Again, think about yeah. Iowa from last year. Who did it for about half of the season? and had them all the way up in the top five before it normalized. It didn't even. It's not that it completely fell off. It just normalized. The law of averages came, and Iowa fell off hard defensively. Well, right now USC is winning, winning the turnover battle by a margin of two point three turnovers per game. A margin plus fourteen. That's this insane. Year. That is yeah. insane. And I'm pretty sure plus four team maybe yeah. tops of the country if it's not it's in the top 5. Uh yeah. UCLA's been very good with the ball this year. They're right behind them. They average they they win by one turnover per game, which is winning football. They've only turned the ball over six times. Uh DTR has only thrown two picks on the year. USC yeah. has forced 12 picks out of their 62. 60- so what what you're seeing here is Already I'm kind of fading USC's ability to keep up with a turnover rate and especially going against UCLA. If DTR protects the ball, I yep. do feel you. I think USC probably finds a way to break through in the end. But if USC's defense can continue to keep those turnovers up, then it's close enough where I think that tips the scales in USC's favor. You know what you want really tips the scales T. Bob, is the fact that that when they t-
2: these two face each other, the game is at UCLA. It's at the Rose Bowl.
1: Huh. Well, yeah. Okay. 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. for a second there. I was like, is he really going? Like, is he going down this route? I mean, like, I, got, I mean, if nothing else, Aaron, like, okay. who, who, many,
2: who gets more fans at that? The real question is who yeah. gets more fans at that game? Like, I'm
1: guessing USC. I'm guessing USC, too. but, 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 but 70, but, 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 30 but, but, USC. So. You think yeah. so? I think – Okay. Think it would definitely be more – I US think USC, fans, exactly. like, to compare it to – I think it's like a Yankees-Mets town in terms of L.A. It's yeah, like, I would agree with that. That's like, but but at the same time, like, if UCLA fans are ever going to show up, now's the time, right? Yeah. And you know you want to at least try to get it to 50-50. I don't think I, – I guess you all are right. I don't think they will. I, I, listen, but,
2: I think uh, – So my, So, I mean – they got a bye week this week UCLA does but then they're they're on the road versus Oregon. I mean that to me that is Oof. that's a massive game. I mean we could talk about USC and UCLA as as you know kind of those two teams right now in the Pac-12 but if you want to look at stats uh Oregon is one of the top teams in especially on offense in that conference. They've been absolutely dominant since that loss to Georgia. I mean they've been just steamrolling everyone. So um that's gonna be a great football game. If UCLA can win that game on the road there in Eugene, I mean, they should be a top six team in the country. Seven yeah. and zero, oh, it's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's, no, that's I mean, that's yeah. completely fair. You, Oregon looks really good. That's that would be a great win.
2: JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out.
0: at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bowl flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like
1: how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you join today, you get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. Whenever you place your first $5 bet, it's that all That's free bets back if... Your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code SNAPS. T-Bob here from the new college football show here on the volume. SNAPS. When I'm looking at the board this weekend, uh, look, I'm still figuring out, right? There's a lot that I like. I'm kind of tempted here by Penn State. Plus six and a half in the road on Michigan. Speaking of dogs, I'll continue to roll with the Kansas Jayhawks. 5-0-1 against the spread on the year. Plus seven and a half going to Norman this weekend. Let's take this show on the road, Hawks. Car, car. And check it out. FanDuel is an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code SNAPS. And remember to make every moment more this season with FanDuel. Sorry, excuse me, I had to cough. Uh, okay, last thing on this game real quick before we move on. Just look at this beautiful quarterback matchup. DTR, number one rated quarterback right now in the Pac-12 completing 75% of his passes, 250 per game, 15 touchdowns, two picks, and that's just through the air. Caleb Williams on the other side, averaging about 15 yards more per game, but only completing 65%, but still 14 to one touchdown to pick ratio. I mean, if nothing else, this has just been a renaissance and unlike Texas and Oklahoma. It is a statement year for these two schools after they announce that they will be stepping up in competition and heading to the Big Ten. And and, and let's not get too ahead of ourselves with this. Who's the best in LA? Talk right because USC needs to go beat Utah this weekend. That's yeah. the next major test. And if I was USC, I'd There's be three very wary. Dogs. That's what There's I was going to say. If I, if I was USC, I would be very wary. Of facing this hungry Utah team that's going to be pissed mm. off, that doesn't want to lose to an LA team two weeks in a row, a team that beat the hell out of you, what, not once, but twice last season, mm-hmm. I believe. So yep. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I'm still a petite Trojan boy, though. And, um, dude, I'll take them as dogs. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Oh, am I, su- am I falling into the sucker line again? I'm so bad right now I gotta figure it out all right uh let's get to some midseason grades. oh look at this look at this a barge in the chat UCLA has a chip on their shoulder <laughs> that's what I like to see a barge shout out everybody give him love uh, all right let's get into some midseason grades. so what this is we have looked at uh all of the biggest new hires in college football okay that's Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, and Brent Venables. And we have given them, imagine this, a midseason grade. Uh, Aaron, I don't know how you approach this. I approach this based off, I kind of graded them, okay, where are the results landing in relation to expectation, right? So you could have a worse record. But I could give you a better grade if I feel like you have overachieved or underachieved. Aaron Murray, let's start at the top with the guy who I think this one's pretty damn easy. Lincoln Riley, what grade would you give Lincoln Riley thus far? I'd give him an A, maybe an A
2: plus. hundred percent. I mean, what he's doing yeah. right now, undefeated, they're rolling, and it's not just the offense. But I mean, we keep talking about like that this defense is performing, and then you look at how bad Oklahoma has has looked these past three weeks, and you guys kind of like, damn man, like what what did Lincoln Riley mean to Oklahoma and, and especially the offensive side <laughs> yeah. of So I think to me that, that even elevates him to that a plus is knowing that how bad Oklahoma has been without him as the head coach and how far they've dropped in that conference is like, wow, like he's, he was that dude at Oklahoma. So good for him, man. Trojan on a, uh, a plus for,
1: for, for him. Yeah. I mean, how would Lincoln, I mean, it's, it's an a plus it, it's a he yeah. b- because he's literally been perfect. So like, Despite my preface about expectations, expectations are irrelevant because you could not have been better than he's been. USC ranks at the top of the Pac-12 in almost everything offensively. We talk about their defense turning the ball over at an incredible rank. You're undefeated. You ranked top 10 in the country, and this is a year removed from going 4-8. and eight. Oh, and you have one of the Heisman favorites at quarterback, and it's a Heisman favorite quarterback that can be directly attributed to Lincoln Riley, okay? Uh, This is no disrespect, but this is not hypo-inheriting hooker uh, and then trying to bring in Milton, right? No, no, no. This is a guy that Lincoln Riley took with him from Oklahoma, and he has solely trained and has now made him into a Heisman favorite, even though, I mean, honestly, DTR should be higher in the Heisman conversation than he is, even though I think he's not. Um, Show some respect for DTR. But, uh, yeah, A-plus for Lincoln Riley. Uh, let's see this weekend, though. Uh, next on the list, a guy we talked about a bit earlier in the show, uh, Brian Kelly. Aaron, yep. I I again want you to start this one because I'm interested to see where it lands next to mine. Yeah, I'll give I'll
2: give Brian Kelly a a C right now, maybe a little C plus. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the two losses. Like I love the the, the win versus Mississippi State, and I still think the the you know, the future is bright. You know. I think if you you wait a couple more weeks, that grade can probably go down a little bit, especially what happens versus Florida this weekend. But I think the the big thing that stands out to me is how bad the losses were. Like you saw, you know, let's go back to Florida State week one. You saw a very undisciplined football team, penalties, uh, turnovers. And you're kind of like, I, I, I expected Brian Kelly to come in there. I know it's week one and I want to temper my expectations, but you saw it that, hey, man, this is going to be a more disciplined football team. This is a team that's going to do the little things correctly. Because every time I talked to any of those players this offseason, it was attention to detail. There's an extreme focus on the little things. And week yep. one, it was like, well, what the hell happened to that? Like, you guys look yeah. awful and you're doing stupid <laughs> yeah. stupid penalties and turnovers. Like That is the complete opposite of what a disciplined football team should look like. But they have progressed. But then the second loss at home, in front of your home crowd, uh, you get blown out. Then I talk about the 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 win versus Auburn was not great by any means either. So, no. Yeah, I, listen, it's 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 see, it's just passing uh, with with obviously high expectations still there of, of of him being in this program being at a much higher level very very soon in the near future. But right now, I just still see a little bit sloppy, especially on the offense side of the football.
1: Uh, it's, it, for me, it's a C minus and it's, it's very clear why. And in fact, I think you nailed a lot of it there. Uh, by the way, shout out John, John Southern exposure in the chat it says Tennessee will be SEC champs this year. We could talk about that. John, John also said he discovered the channel subbed. Hell yeah, John, John. We love to hear it. Uh, but look from a, from a preseason expectation, win loss standpoint, you are arguably under schedule with the Florida state loss, maybe still right on, but you know, still that's a mark against. Um, so overall though, like the record, it's not that the record is that crazy off where you were thinking, this is not a Miami situation, but the look and feel of the games exactly what you were Mm -hmm. alluding to. Uh, that's the issue here. It has been tough sledding against power five opponents outside of that Mississippi state game. In fact, that Mississippi state win, is the only reason why I didn't give you a D in this category because you're right. They have looked inexplicably undisciplined. They've looked very boring offensively. They have not been able to take advantage of their most talented players on that team. They failed to cover in every Power 5 matchup uh save for that Mississippi State game. And I don't mean that just from a that's like, why you're you know, so salty. It, no, it no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's no no sorry. Excuse me. Uh, that's why that I my, I that's why I, I
2: should have put that in my reasoning though, because that is a big reason. Like but, but no, but that's why I hesitate covered, to bring this up. It.
1: Bro, I don't care about like the money, whatever. I'm not gambling money that I'm not completely comfortable losing. It's all for fun, right? The point is whether or not a team covers can show you how close are they performing to expectation and LSU has consistently fallen under the expectation mark and pretty significantly at times okay and so uh yeah all of that comes together and you and and then as I said after every single game with Brian Kelly saying we got out coached we got out coached okay well I'm going to take you at your word and that's a C minus it's a C minus yep. it's not awful Mississippi State keeping you out of the D category but barely Next on this list, we got Marcus Freeman, and uh, I'll start this one off here, Aaron. I'm actually going to go C plus here, and maybe this is uh, maybe I would be judging it more harshly if I was of the Notre Dame community because I do know that expectations were high before the season, and they were probably even higher after that Ohio State loss, in which I think that has aged favorably for whatever that is worth. I think, I think that that loss is a favorite, but then you get to the Marshall loss and that's when you get thrown down into F territory. Like all of a sudden it's complete disaster. But after that, okay. I see you're slowly, you're, 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 you're building the blocks, right? Okay. You beat a pretty solid Cal team. You come back. uh, You beat a kind of nice UNC team by double digits. By the way, Notre Dame's crappy offense scored 45 against UNC. That's going to matter here in a little bit even more. Yes. Uh, and then you beat BYU, a solid BYU team, 28 to 10. And you're going to have the opportunity to climb even higher. You still got to rank Syracuse team in a couple of weeks. You got Clemson at home later. You got USC to end the year. So maybe I'm being too bullish and he should be C minus D plus along with Brian Kelly. I'm actually going to give Marcus Freeman a C plus here. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B, honestly. Because oh, wow. Mean- with a martial think, loss, you're giving this man a B. Yes, even with a
2: martial okay. loss, I'm giving him okay. a B. Uh, they've played Ohio State better than anyone else has played Ohio State this season. And and let's not forget, I mean, this is this has primarily been with your backup quarterback and Drew Pine. Tyler Buckner has been out for, for the majority of the season. So the fact that he's been able to pivot, especially on offense and, yeah. and find ways to score points and find ways to get the offense going, because we knew the defense was going to be good and the offense has struggled 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 and now all of a sudden your backup quarterback's playing pretty damn good these past couple weeks so i know you've benefited a little bit from from some of the schedule you brought up the, the unc defense and how god awful they are but i'm giving him a b to to be able to weather the storm to to, to push ohio state to, to the to essentially their limits there in week one to have that awful loss first marshall and then the turnaround win three games get the offense going defense continues to perform well uh, i think there's a team that's believing you know they love their head coach so I, I love the direction of the program i love him as a head coach i think he's doing a pretty damn good job so uh he gets a b for me okay
1: okay marcus freeman with the big b uh <clears throat> brandon rhodes in the chat says brandon Rhodes says Brent Venables has to be on edibles while, while coaching. That man is a dumpster mm. fire. We'll get to Venables. I do have to say, though, Brent Venables is probably, like, on the much lower end of the list of college coaches I would expect to be on edibles during a game. He seems pretty yeah. squarey. Um, Okay. Uh, oh, real quick, y'all. TurtleBox. Okay. TurtleBox Speakers. Use the promo code uh, SNAPS. Uh, Aaron, I brought... The I brought the turtle box. Sorry. Uh wait, let me make sure I have the website. I brought the turtlebox to the tailgate this weekend, though. And it was awesome. For those who don't know, and, and unfortunately, I actually left it in my minivan. And so that's why I don't have it here in studio with me. But these are the best Bluetooth speakers on the market. It's turtleboxaudio.com, turtleboxaudio.com promo code SNAPS. It's so easy to sync up. They're completely waterproof. You can drop this thing. It's like super well made. It gets loud AF. And if you want to splurge and you buy two of them, you can do stereo sound. They're the best. Again, trust turtle bob, buy turtlebox. Turtleboxaudio.com. Huge thank you to those guys. And again, I ride around in my neighborhood with them on my bike, uh, the speakers in my bike and this little like thing that I carry my daughters in. And we're like jamming like Moana, you know, all the Chris, all the uh, princess, no, all the all the songs. Exactly.
2: I, just, exactly. I, love, I love the thought of you driving your minivan around Ban Rouge. Pumping the turtle box. That's just. Oh yeah. Well,
1: actually, he actually, can get louder than my car speakers. That's not a. Yeah. That's that's not exaggeration. But dude, my murder out minivan looks freaking good, dude. Trust me, bro. That thing looks clean. I'm anyway,
2: in, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the the. With number. Oh, are you in, away in a month? Okay, no, what kind of van you're I'm in? Rocking? I mean, uh, no, I need. I'm possibly. No, I'm not rocking. Wife's gonna rock a van
1: pathetic you see that folks <laughs> that's a distinct lack of confidence in your own masculinity okay <laughs> what, what, what are you afraid your dick's gonna fall off minivans are incredible trust me you're gonna you're i gonna agree see. once I you agree. get a minivan you're gonna fall in love you're gonna fall in love All right, uh oh, by the way promo. i'll drive snaps. yours i'll
2: drive yours next week how about that t bob next week i'm Good in baton rouge hell
1: yes dude which by the way we got some news in that live show in baton rouge coming up but promo code snaps $20 off and free shipping and handling. All right. Next on the list, Aaron Murray, we got Mario Cristobal. This is easy. F. Okay. Miami is hot garbage. They are objectively worse than when he got there. Uh when you combine that with the fact that expectations got pumped significantly in the preseason. I mean, just look at Tyler Van Dyke. What the hell happened to Tyler Van Dyke? Mm. How does he throw 25 touchdowns and six picks last year with almost 300 a game, and now he's down to 257 touchdowns, four picks, from the second-rated quarterback in the conference to the seventh. And that's even, like, he's even gotten better. They only scored 24 against UNC. That's why I brought it up earlier. UNC gives up 33 a game. If you only scored 24 against Chiswick and that UNC defense, you deserve yep. to be fired on the spot, even if you have a $20 billion buyout. So, Mario Chrisball, hard F.
2: Hard F. I'm with you, too. F, 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 F. I mean, A&M's garbage. You lost to them. UNC, defensively, you, you just stay the points, and then you lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. Uh, it's just a program right now in, in, in a bad place. Fans don't show up to games. You know, players aren't playing well. Coaches aren't doing their job. It's it's ugly. I mean, we were hoping that Miami's back just because they're they're one of those brands that you know when Miami's performing and Miami's in the conversation, football's better. Just like when USC and Texas are performing, football's just better and college is yep. better. And and we were hoping that they would get there this year with Mario Cristobal, and it just ain't happening. So yeah, that's a big F, and you can't lose those type of ball games, especially some of them being at home and essentially ruining a, a possible opportunity for your quarterback to be a top two round pick. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke would have been better off sitting this year out <laughs> and then getting ready for the NFL draft. Cause he's, yeah, that's, uh... he's literally gone from possibly a top two round to maybe not even draftable at this point.
1: So it's wild. It's wild. Then I know correlation doesn't always equal causation, but it does directly correlate with Mario Cristobal showing up to town. Uh, and let's not forget after you lost to middle Tennessee, By 14, their coach got on the radio and said, you paid us $1.5 million for 1.6 yards a carry. That'll get you an F in and of itself, even if you were undefeated on the rest of the season. Uh, Next on this list, Billy Napier. Okay, unlike most of the teams on this list, Darren, Florida had very low expectations entering this season. Then he immediately rockets to the top with the big Utah win, on a huge stage to start the season in the swamp. I don't think losing a ranked Kentucky with Will Levis is that bad. Nope. Losing 38 33 in Knoxville to Tennessee looks better than ever. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, you didn't look great against South Florida, but you also didn't go full disaster a la Notre Dame, AM, Miami. You beat a solid Mizzou team that covers. Yep. I got Napier at a B minus here, maybe yep. even a B. I think I think I I think that, that you could say there's no moral victories, but if you look at how Florida fans were feeling about this year, I think he's already snagged a few moral and real victories.
2: No, and, and, and I honestly think going back and you watch the Kentucky game, I thought they were a better football team. Like if you just watch, say like the coaches tape, uh, they 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 beat up Kentucky. You know, Anthony Richardson doesn't throw those interceptions that were not Kentucky's. You know, making plays. There's a difference between turnovers and takeaways. Like those were his turning the ball over. I think yeah, Florida wins good the football point, game. Actually. And then, and then what they did on the road versus Tennessee, who I mean, call me crazy. I still think that there's a really good chance that Tennessee wins the game this weekend. You said it like that. Oh yeah. No. Or that loss looks really darn good. And, and probably one of the most hostile environments in college football. So I'm with you B minus Billy Napier. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's building, I think a, a heck of a program there. He's committed to recruiting, I think the fan base is is is, is you know sipping on the Kool Aid right now. Uh, Anthony Richardson's getting better. This is a team that I think, regardless of what happens this weekend, I do think they take care of business versus LSU. They're taking a some massive steps in the right direction to be very consistent in this league.
1: Dude, if they beat LSU this weekend, I mean, I think that jumps up Napier to A category. They've lost yes. three in a row to LSU. Yep. I think it's like seven and last nine. And and then again, if they lose, though, I don't think it knocks them down at all, which is why we get back to kind of who's playing with the house money versus who is not this season. And finally, we arrive. Hmm. Brent Venables. I know Mario Cristobal has been bad, but if I give Mario Cristobal an F, I have to come up with some sort of double-seeker probation grade for Brent Venables, as he should get an F-minus-minus. Minus. Uh, I couldn't find the exact wow. number, Aaron. But Oklahoma has lost something like, they've had losing seasons something like 12 years out of like 120. They, they, they've had the least losing seasons in college football history. And they don't just look bad right now. They look awful. As we said, they just put together one of the worst three game stretches in the past 40 years of college football. And that's not actually an exaggeration. Y'all and it's not, that's no, not exaggerate. When, when you look at where they were favored, right? Aggregate spread. Like we said, how much did you actually lose by versus what were you favored by that three game stretch is top five bad in the last 40 years for a team that was ranked earlier. So they have yep. fallen fallen astronomically short of expectations. Yep they lost 49 to 0 to their arch rival what could be worse oh yeah that's right losing 49 to 0 for your arch rival for a third loss in a row and it doesn't feel mm. like Brent Venables is the one to fix it just an awful grade here early on f minus, minus.
2: damn you're going lower than 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 our boy Mario Cristobal i'm not going to go yeah. i'm not going to go that extreme with with, with venables i'm going to give him a d I'm not going to put them in an in, in F category Just because, listen, they looked good in. in, in I, I'm saying that, but Nebraska is not very good. But Nebraska also is playing a little bit better, right? Well, yeah. no, that's Mickey it's Joseph Nebraska. Yeah. Hold up, now that's yeah. Mickey Joseph Nebraska. It's got frost it's a, Nebraska. It's, it is a different. It is different. It is. It is a different Nebraska. But you know, they, they look good <laughs> there. Like that's when like. You really start to sip on 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 like, man. Maybe this team is is really good with Venables in year one. Defensively, it looks like they're buying in. They stopped Nebraska, you know, forty nine to fourteen. Um, Kansas State's a good team. Let's see. Let's 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 just list off who they've lost to first. Like yeah, Kansas State, undefeated in the conference, five one overall. TCU undefeated. Texas. Maybe could have beat Alabama if Quinn Ewers was playing. That's a great Texas football team. So, like, yes, the the, the way they lost to Texas sucks, but that was the, right now that your three losses are against three of the best teams in your conference. And this past week was without your best. But two quarter, of them weren't even competitive. But
1: two of them were not without even competitive. your quarterback.
2: Both of them, both that were not competitive, were without your starting quarterback. Dylan Gabriel okay. got hurt midway sure. through that game versus sure. TCU. And I think that's a more of an issue of you do not have a capable backup. And we talked about yesterday's show. If you do not have a capable backup in, in any conference right now, you're in deep doo-doo. In Oklahoma, that's <laughs> the biggest issue. Once di- once Dylan Gabriel is out, this offense has, has, has no identity. They can't move the football. So I take that into account. Like if Dylan Gabriel is healthy, they probably still lose both games. I don't think they're as bad. So I'm not gonna say this team is complete trash right now. It's it's they've talent on both sides. They gotta get more they gotta get better talent on defense. I, I will say that, but I'm not gonna say F. I'll say D. It's not great. I don't know if D's D's still not passing, I don't believe.
1: So um No, it's not. <laughs> I would say Chris <laughs> Well D for degree, actually. Worse, uh, worse. Our strength coach did used to say D for degree. So I don't know. Maybe so. I I it was for degrees. Uh yeah, yeah I mean, I think C's you're right. For, I don't know, dude. But technically degree does start with a D. Right. I LSU, mean, that. LSU uh, education, Georgia general education. studies, baby. General studies, let's fucking go. Whatever you're between your usage of oopsie, I had an oopsie to start the show, and talking about deep doo doo. <laughs> I can definitely tell that you are getting ready for potty training for potty so, training uh, next weekend, weekend. Next weekend. Oh, that's funny. Your potty train next weekend. You know what else is next weekend? We're like, big and rich, we're coming to your town. Is that big and rich? It doesn't matter. The point is, snaps from the Volume Sports YouTube network is coming to Baton Rouge. We're going to be live Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m., hanging out. Uh, We're going to be at the walk-ons off of Burbank. If you're in Baton Rouge, you already know it. You love it. Thursday, 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 snaps live at walk-ons of Burbank. Come drink a ton of beers with me, Brum, QB1, Aaron Murray, get excited for the Ole Miss game. It's going to be an awesome time. And, again, it's next Thursday, getting ready for the Ole Miss game, live at Walk-On to Burbank. We hope to see you all there. Please, we'll continue to push it. Please, please, please spread the word. All right, Aaron, we have run you up against your other show. Uh, You have to go. Uh, So, thank you very much. You have a great day. Um, Are you doing your show today on the road? I am. I am on the road, baby. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 24-7s okay uh, volume sports youtube channel subscribe like please uh subscribe to the podcast rate it and review it share it with your friends and uh yeah and oh if you sign up for FanDuel promo code snaps and I think we're good Brum, thank you so much Aaron thank you thank you to all of our people hanging out with us every day we love y'all and we'll see you tomorrow on a brand new snap Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
0: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
1: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks.